Hi, this is Donna Gates with Body Ecology Living. Thank you very much for joining us today. I think you're going to have, um, well, I actually think you're going to be inspired by my guest today. His name is Zach Adams. Zach is an award-winning filmmaker, a two-time Emmy nominee, and director of films, music videos, and documentaries. So, you know, I, I really believe strongly that documentaries have a powerful force in our culture, that they are doing a lot of the very best educating uh, out there, and they inspire us, and they get us to make changes in our lives. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Zach Adams. Thank you, Donna. I appreciate you having me today. Well, we know each other because you've kindly asked me to be in a couple of your films, and of course I'd like to talk about those films and let people know about them. But um, before we get into that, would you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Like, you're really more than a filmmaker, and first of all, I'd like to know how you even, when did you start making films? What made you want to make films? Well, um, I originally from Nashville, Tennessee, and um, started making films when I was about 14 or 15 years old. My parents got this old kind of camcorder back in 1992, 93, I think it was, and just started uh, rounding up uh, my friends, my brother's friends, all the neighbors, and making these really, uh, really at the time, you know, we we thought we were making Citizen Kane, but you look at them now and they're just unintentionally got awful. But uh, we thought we were doing something and making movies like out in the woods and just writing stories and everything and just kind of somehow kept with it 20 years later. Did your parents realize they had a filmmaker on their hands? Um, either that or a nuisance because, <laughs> you know, we would always be like, yeah, mom, we'll be done shooting by by 10 p.m., which always meant 1 or 2 a.m. So whatever I said we would be done shooting, they would always add four to five hours to it. Uh, fortunately, now we've, we've, we've learned and, and groaned and learned from our mistakes and everything. Um, but, yeah, they were very supportive, and I went to film school here, and then I lived in Los Angeles for almost two years and made some contacts out there, and I, I get out to L.A. about three or four times a year as well, and so it's uh, it's great. It's just it's good to be busy and, and make films. Well, what was the first big film you made? Gosh, we you know we had a TV series on regional PBS called Southern Haunts, and we did we did like seven or eight episodes, and it was basically we would travel all across the old South and document uh, these historical buildings and bed and breakfast. So it wasn't like a ghost hunting show, but it was history meets folklore is kind of how I pitched the show. And we went to New Orleans and Savannah and Charleston and parts of Kentucky and Arkansas and just kind of all over the place, all across the South. And that was a lot of fun. So that kind of put us back on the map, and we did that. Our pilot premiered, let's see, in 2005, so about exactly nine years ago because it was around Halloween 2005. And we did that for several years, and then we just kind of, moved on some, to some other projects and started doing a lot of music videos and commercials and corporate videos and things like that. And um, then we made a film in 2011 called Nashville Rises, which was about the, the historic floods that happened on May 1st and 2nd, 2010, that caused almost $2 billion in damages. Uh, 28 people died, and uh, it was just kind of a crazy situation, but it was a story of how neighbor helped neighbor to overcome tragedies. And so we saw a story in that, and we decided to make a a documentary. And that kind wow. of put us on the map. 
and that was released in 2011. Uh, music videos also filled your life, right? Yes, they did, yeah. And you're in a mm-hmm. perfect place right there in Nashville. I'm sure very busy doing that. Yeah, we are. We're in pre-production. Uh, a couple that we're doing um, uh, mid to late October. So it just, it's you know, even the music videos are between three and a half and sometimes up to five minutes each, it still takes a long time for the pre-production and getting the crew and the locations, hiring the cast, all that stuff that you have to do, whether your project is three minutes or a hundred minutes long. Well, I know your team since I've been in a couple of the movies and or the documentaries and um, they're amazing and the music is beautiful. The filming is just amazing. So I, 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 I can see you all, you all are true, true gifted artists really. Well, I appreciate that. And we have an outstanding crew to work with, people like Mike Stryker, Darren Williams, Mark Allen Peters, uh, Cody Westheimer, Gary Corbett, people like that to do our score and, and crew. And so we're blessed to work with a lot of talented filmmakers that just come on these journeys. Sometimes I'll just pitch them a crazy idea and they'll just, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah. So it's nice. So we're just a, just a good little film community that we kind of got here. And we travel the country make, making these films. Well, I know that Nashville Rising was a very successful film, and then your your very newest film uh, is on hunger in America, and so I'd like to talk about that a little bit more. I told several people that uh, you were doing the film, and it's interesting because I got a response from people that was surprised me, really. Um, they didn't think we had hunger in, in our country. They thought it was something that you was happening over in Africa or something. Well, well, it's, you know, unfortunately, Hunger in America does exist. Now, it doesn't exist the way it does here like it does in third world countries. It's definitely a different type of hunger. We're not saying we're having, you know, three-year-old little children starve on the sides of the streets and dying, but there's there's a big uh, hunger insecurity uh, problem going on, whether it's with malnutrition, whether it's people not having the the, the funds to buy food. When the economy hit in 2008, it was one of those things where people said, do I pay my car note? Do I pay my mortgage? Or do I put, put food on the table? And they couldn't do all three. So fortunately, there are some some programs um, through food banks where people can go and, and get food donated. And of course, you know, we're hoping that it's healthy and that's, that, that's still a uh, uh, an issue and a problem that we're facing is, is, is just the whole malnutrition aspect of hunger as well. You know, I, one of the misconceptions that I found when we traveled 10,000 miles making this movie was that um, heavy set people going hungry. The last thing that I thought, if someone was three, 400 pounds, the last thing that you initially think is, well, they're not going hungry, obviously. Look at them. They're, they're, they're overweight, but they're consuming these empty calories that make them fat or or bloated, but don't really fill them up. And it's not nutritious. And so that's where you kind of get the whole food insecurity. So there's a lot of misconceptions with Hunger in America. And that was one of the reasons why we wanted to make the film, is is to educate people. And as filmmakers, I know myself, Darren, and Mike Stryker, we learned a lot uh, making this film and talking to people. We know documentaries really are powerful. I, I think that they're just a powerful tool of transformation in our society. What what do you feel is the main takeaway that most people have gotten from the movie have seen it so far? Well, I think that it's 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 been kind of a wake up call. When people leave the theater, hopefully they're they're not just educated and moved, but they're also inspired. Like the last ten minutes of the film 
it's all about what people can do. So it's not a downer to bring you down and saying how horrible it is. Yes, we talk about the stats and, and how 50 million Americans tonight will go hungry. 17 million of those 50 million are, are children. To me, that's just unacceptable. It's, we live in the richest nation the world's ever seen, and, and, and we still have this 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 problem. But we hope when people leave uh, the theater, if they're watching the film at a film festival or whatnot, that they'll be inspired and they'll tell their friends. First, acknowledge that hunger in America does exist, but then there's ways you can do things about it to help prevent it. Well, now you've turned your energy to making a film on autism. Um, when I spoke last year at, um, actually in the spring, at Autism One, and I was checking in, you know, signing my name and everything. There's a little card for everybody who checked in right beside the, you know, registration. There's this card that you could pick up and take with you. And I was shocked when I read the card. It said that by 2020, which is like just five years away, really, 2020, every other child being born will be on the spectrum. Every other child. Oh, it's It's unbelievable. And the stats get kind of unfortunately worse and worse every year, and it's worse in boys than it is in girls. And yeah, now I think right now, of course, you know it, it it changes. It seems every other month. The last I read, I think it's one in like forty eight boys are now being di- diagnosed. And in course, by five six years from now, it's going to be like like you said, it could be up to fifty percent. So, well, when I started working myself with autism. Um, now, that would be a little over 10 years ago. The statistic was 1 in 150, and that was just shocking. So um, people are not getting alarmed enough about this, and I don't think they're thinking into the future. What does that mean if every other person that's born from this time on, you know, 2020 on, if something's not, they're not able to function normally in society, um, it doesn't mean they're wonderful people, that they aren't creative and just that they, that the, there's all this wonderful stuff inside of them. They can't get it out, so they have to be cared for, and they'll become a huge drain on our society. Uh, so I, I th- a wake-up call, like this movie, is really, really important. And so can you tell us, like, what you're learning as you're filming, uh, and who are you filming, and what are you learning from these people? Well, again, it, yeah, it, about the whole misconception, I think the the big misconception that I had and was was the fact that everyone that has autism is just like Rain Man, you know, Dustin Hoffman and, and Rain Man, and, and the spectrum is so wide. What I found out is there are people that are just barely diagnosed, and they have kind of maybe social uh, issues to other people that are, their children are eight, nine years old, and they can only say 10 words. And they're still not potty trained at, at, at nine, ten years old. So, the I think it's the spectrum is what I've learned. Um, just spending the past year and a half making this film, and now we're in the final stretch of, of, of editing and uh, releasing the film next year. But um, that's what I really learned is 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 just how wide the spectrum really is. Is there anything after you know seeing talking to all these? different people who are in the autism world. Is there anything that you would say to uh, young parents to be, you know, people that want to have a child and are probably scared to death because they could be that, that baby could be one of those two that are on the spectrum. Um, you know, the every other one, what would you say? Well, actually Donna, your, your, your interview talks a lot about that. You and Roy, uh, when you were talking about the importance of parents, um, eating, very nutritious and exercising and having a raw organic uh, 
diet and the fermented vegetables and everything that there's studies that are that are shown that could uh, prevent that because it they can't start with the parents. So I think when they see your interview, that's really going to, you know, a light bulb is going to go off. So, you know, like I said, with this film, like the hunger film, it's not just to educate, it's also to inspire and people can hopefully get out there and, and make a difference and change and save lives, you know, with these, with these films. Well, what have you seen so far from hunger in America since that's out already? Oh, well, we just, uh, you know, we screened it at a, at a church about two weeks ago, and it was one of the same things, and we had about a 45-minute discussion. Um, and then, you know, people saw the film. A lot of them were inspired. They had some other really great creative ideas that we didn't necessarily talk about in the film, but the film kind of put a light bulb in their head, like, you know what? Then we could do this. Then we could do this. And it just creates a discussion after after watching the film, kind of like how when we screened it in Hollywood when you were there about a month ago or so. We, yeah, I think, I think the, the discussion was, was longer than the movie was, which was kind of cool after, after the screening. So that's what we're really trying to create is just a discussion where people acknowledge that this exists, but things need to be done, whether it's traditional, whether it's new ideas out of the box. And just get out there and talk about it and find what we can do. Yeah. And, you know, in, your, I mean, in the discussion that you're talking about where I was there in Hollywood, um, one woman brought up hunger in colleges actually exists. And I had never even thought about that before. I know that children, you know, kids go off to school and they're on their own, but they usually run out of money and they don't have the education to make wise food choices and everything. And I, I have a real intention to someday go after <laughs> you know, go to that group. And I hope other people are thinking that way too, because they are the pre parents who will have the children that are not going to be very healthy. Well, you know, um, I can just envision right now families sitting down together, watching it with their younger children, particularly high school age children for two reasons. First of all, it's a great impressionable age. I know I began making lots of decisions about me and my life when I reach that age. And I think that we don't do enough to program the right kind of thoughts into our children and inspiring them. But would you tell everybody, I just wanted people to understand what a special person you are. And I know besides the movie, uh, you know, music videos and making these films and documentaries and so on, you also spend a lot of time with kids in the middle school. Yes, I also uh, teach uh, film workshops. I do three workshops a week, uh, Monday, let's see, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And um, it's it's a really cool program. It's, a cool, it's called Young Filmmakers Workshop. And I kind of created this class about 10, 11 years ago because I was, always wanted to be a filmmaker when I was a kid, but we had no workshops really or, or classes about filmmaking. We had some stuff about theater camp and drama and acting, but I was always more a behind-the-scenes guy, and never really was too interested in being in front of the camera. So um, just started this program and just started kind of cold-calling schools across Middle Tennessee um, and pitching them the idea at different uh, private schools. And, um, yeah, started started teaching, and we've got some really amazing films that come out of these classes. Some of these kids are as young as eight, nine years old in some of those groups, and you'd be blown away. Some of stuff coming out from these from these kids' minds. So it's a very hands-on production workshop. The students write, produce, direct, act, and film. Only thing they don't do is edit. I hire a professional editor to piece everything together. He makes DVD menus, cover art, music, special effects, 
uh, in credits. And so after the class is over, about three, four weeks later, I mail them their own finished DVD. And so they have something for the rest of their life to show their kids and grandkids, you know, look what I made when I was 19 years old. I helped create this. So it's, it's a fun class because, you know, in the first couple weeks, we just been writing the, the uh, script. So we start off with a blank piece of paper into the semester. We've got us a finished film. So it's like mini Hollywood. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it makes me want to move to Nashville. <laughs> um, how can somebody see Hunger in America? My production website, my, my, my company is called skydivefilms.com. That's where people can check out all of our stuff from music videos, documentaries, commercials. If you want to actually physically watch all of Hunger in America in its, in its entirety, which is about an hour long, you go to fmtv.com. That stands for foodmatterstv.com. Um, and then the official website is hungerinamericamovie.com. And then for Autism in America, you can see clips and everything. That film won't come out to probably February or March of 2015, but that official website is autisminamericamovie.com. Um, although the easiest way to do is just go to my production website. Sorry about seeing all these websites at once. That's, you know, again, skydivefilms.com. If you go to skydivefilms.com, it'll take you everywhere. You see, you just click on the poster of these films and boom, it takes you instantly to where you can watch hunger in America at fmtv.com in its entirety. You see clips and everything. So, so that's skydive D I V E films. Correct. Skydive S K Y D I V E F I L M S.com. That's the name of my official production company. Thank you so much, Zach, for being on here. Um, it's just a beautiful movie, beautifully filmed and edited, and the music is beautiful. So it's just something I encourage everybody to see. Thank you for listening, everyone, and for subscribing to Body Ecology Living with me, Donna Gates. Let's work together to make this a happier, healthier world.